The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All you have to do is follow three simple rules. One, never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Two, take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. And three, be nice. Welcome to the party, pal! Action Movie Reviews with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Get to the chopper! Yippee-ki-yay, mother... Judd, how hard was it for you to wait like eleven episodes of Action Movie Rewind for us to get to this movie? Uh, it was all about anticipation, so it wasn't hard because the anticipation <laughs> I I couldn't pick it too early because it's so fantastic. So it was the anticipatory um, actions that I had of eleven episodes, and coming off last week's show, I felt like we had to clean our palates a little bit. And Roadhouse, oh, man, okay. Roadhouse is the ultimate <laughs> cleansing of the action movie rewind palette. Well, uh, cleansing of the palette is one way to, to frame it. I would say just jumping right into one of the most glorious hour and 54-minute sessions. I think that would be another way to <laughs> characterize it. Any way you want to characterize so, it, man. So here's the summary. 1989, Roadhouse, Dalton, Patrick Swayze is a true gentleman with a degree in philosophy from New York University. He also has a flip side. He's the best bar bouncer in the business. And when Dalton's brought in to clean up the Double Deuce, a popular establishment that becomes particularly rowdy, Dalton's calm is put to the test by the town bully. 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. It actually bombed at the box office, only $30 million on a $15 million budget, but then became kind of a cult favorite uh, in reruns and VHS. We'll start with Judd Zolgad, the man that chose this movie, your favorite part of Roadhouse. First of all, Dalton was a cooler, okay? Not just a bouncer. He was the cooler, <laughs> which is which is basically like the closer. The closer is not a relief pitcher. He's the closer. Uh, my favorite part, I mean, there's so many, so many things to choose from. Sam Elliott's fantastic. Um, Swayze's fantastic. Um, 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 the adversary Brad Wesley is great, but I'm going, I'm actually going to spoiler alert, pick the end because there's nothing better than when Brad Wesley gets shot. Not once, not twice, (laughs) not three times, but the town, but the town, you see something. I didn't see none. A bear fell on polar bear. But anyway, the, the magic of the fact that Brad Wesley is shot, I think no fewer than four times 
Often by shotguns. Yes. You know, so the one shot would leave you dead. probably dead. Okay. It would <laughs> certainly blow you back. But he keeps getting up. And and by the way, too, it's not like Brad Wesley's some chiseled Schwarzenegger, oh, my God, the bullets are deflecting off him character. He looks like I do, basically. So <laughs> of all the things, I absolutely love the fact that it takes like four kill shots on Brad Wesley. All right, it is hilarious. Who's going to tell me what the hell happened here? I didn't see nothing. You see anything, Pete? No, I didn't see anything. You see anything, Red? I didn't see anything. I didn't see nothing. Not a thing. Tigger? You see anything, Tigger? No. Polar bear fell on me. <laughs> and then it's lighthearted. <laughs> oh, oh, and by the way, may I tie th- this in with, by, by my scouting of, of this film, and I've seen it probably 12 times. I believe that when Brad Wesley is finally shot and killed, I believe that is the first time in the entire movie that you see the cops. It is. Yes, 100%. Like they never show up at anything. It's great. Well, no, but 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 that's because Brad Wesley yeah, has bought off the police department. I know. But... And so, of course, of course they're not going to show up. <laughs> he's, he's, he's just, just stay at the, stay oh, at the police it. department. All right. Love it. Declan, what was your favorite part of Roadhouse? Uh, easily the one-liners. And I have a lot of them written down. And thank God we're podcast only. And if this goes over the air, I'm making a mental note, production note, that I need to bleep some of these out. But these one-liners were absolutely gold. Starting with when one of the gals is talking to one of the papers at the bar earlier in the movie, and she goes, vodka rocks, line. Yeah. Vodka rocks, nipples, nipples. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> and then afterwards, when Swayze kind of initiates, hey, here's the rules, and he catches one of the coworkers, Steve, in the back, you know, doing the business with someone, and he goes, Steve, you're out of here. Well, he goes, I'm on my break. And Swayze goes, yeah, I'm on my break. What do you mean? <laughs> Stay on it. I, I love that line. Stay on it. Stay on your break. Oh, my God. So I would say the one-liners. But my question to you, Judd and Phil, why is this movie named Roadhouse? Is there any, like, re, like I feel like a name of a movie has to mean something. And I don't understand why the movie is called Roadhouse. I, you know what? Because it's a classic. It makes no sense. Well, like the bar is not called well, Roadhouse. Are, are, are they saying it's sort of that, like that type of a bar? Yeah, is and it's a better like a, name a than the Double Deuce. Like the Double Deuce would not do it for me nearly as much as Roadhouse does. Mm. I, I don't think it's ours to question this. Oh, I'm cinematic experience. I think it's ours to celebrate. I feel like the Double Deuce is also a weird name for a bar. It's like it's, the Double Deuce is like me after eating some spicy fajitas at Teresa's the night before or something. <laughs> so, what's your favorite part, Mackie? Um, well, I'll tell you my favorite part in a second, but back to the, to the, to the double deuce type bars. I feel like they didn't do a deep enough dive into what the menu would be like at a place like that. I feel like that place would have some sneaky, good hot wings. Don't men- you guys think the menu is pain? That's the menu. <laughs> I can see that place pain at- is on the top and, of the menu and, and pain don't hurt. <laughs> no, no doc. It, it sounds like it would have a really good hot dog bar. Well, Mr. Dalton, you may add nine staples to your dossier of 31 broken bones. Two bullet wounds, nine puncture wounds, and four stainless steel screws. That's an estimate, of course. I'll give you a local. No, thank you. Do you enjoy pain? Pain don't hurt. Yeah, I love it. Do you want a local? She's going to give him a shot to numb the area before she puts nine Kelly staples. Kelly Lynch in from Golden skin. Valley. She's from Golden Valley. <laughs> oh, I didn't know a that. local wow. tie to Roadhouse. 
she's a Patrick Royce uh, neighbor. I think my favorite part of the movie, and this is probably the third time I have I have said this about uh, about the action movies that we review here. The opening scene, I just think the the, the <laughs> entire first twenty minutes, the first twenty minutes was action. It was character building. You knew exactly who the villain was. Well, I don't actually. Wesley might not have come in until after the first twenty minutes, but but you knew exactly what the landscape of the movie was within the first twenty minutes. It was very clear what all the characters were going to be. Uh, and so the opening scene, Dalton gets stabbed from behind and doesn't flinch. You guys remember that part? He's just, yeah. he's just he leaned up against the bar. Yeah. A guy comes up and he's been waiting to get his hands on Dalton. And he stabs him in the back and Dalton doesn't even flinch, just turns around straight-faced. He, but he's this is the thing. He's a master at de-escalation. Okay? I think it's something that we can all learn from in today's climate, a master of de-escalation. And there's we're going to get to – there's a Wikipedia excerpt that we have to get to in regards to police de-escalation, but um, <laughs> I but, but I, lo- I, I love that he tricks these bad guys into taking it outside and then just leaves them outside instead of fighting them at the beginning. And then he walks into the dressing room of the club, stitches himself up, yep, and uh, and that's when Tillman, the owner of the Double Deuce, comes in because he's at this other this other club at the time, and he comes in. And at first you think that Tillman might be the bad guy because he's got a lot of bad guy mannerisms. Like he's the old white guy who's kind of slickster and looking at people sideways. And as it turns out, Tillman wasn't the bad guy. But I just love the entire first 15 to 20 minutes. Pointless bar fights. He leaves this bar, gives his car to a homeless guy on the street. Like everything about it. You knew exactly who Dalton was. So, all right. Your least favorite part of the movie, Judd Zolgad. Was there oh, a least favorite wait, part? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Are you ask are you asking me to pick a part? Oh, man. It's one of our it's one of our categories. You know what? This is very tough because I love this film. But I guess I guess <laughs> I would say I like the relationship with Doc and the fact like most of it works. Um Except I don't. I didn't need as much of of her. If I could have had a little bit <laughs> really? less of Doc and a little bit more of his good friend Sam, I would have been ha- the Sam Elliott character. You could you could have put that guy in the entire film. It's a great. He's it's a He's great troubled. character though. And Doc, you know, Doc's fine. But I mean, like, okay, they have sex in in the room he rents, and then they go out on the. On the roof, while while and then they Wesley do it again while watches, Brad Wesley watches while he watches because he sees everything. I could have used a little bit less of Doc, but it's very that's very, that's a very small small thing. Hey, real quick, have you guys have you guys have seen the new Star Is Born from a couple years ago? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm not. With, with Lady Gaga, I've no. seen it. I've seen it. So, so Judd has so Declan has now that Declan has seen Roadhouse with Sam Elliott and A Star Is Born also with Sam Elliott. I feel like A Star Is Born might have been a sequel to Roadhouse. I'm just going to throw that out. Whoa! Sam Elliott really? basically plays the same character. Does he really? Yes. The pace of of oh, yeah, movie in Roadhouse, boys, is fantastic. Like 154, and it moves all the time. Doc, I guess Doc could have gone a little bit, but it's a small grape. It's snappy. It's snappy. Uh, Declan, what was your least favorite part about Roadhouse? Uh, there is a few. Um... <laughs> Number one, the the love scene between Swayze and Doc is one of the most painful love scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Like Swayze does not look like he knows what he's doing. Uh, I, wow. I, I, I don't mean wait, to be. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa. Is this, is it, wait, whoa, wait, dude. Wait, whoa. wait, are you challenging the man right now? I mean, he's, de- he's dead. He can't speak yes. for himself. I am one hundred percent challenging him. He does. He looks uncomfortable. <laughs> it doesn't look natural. She is like 
she looks like she's not enjoying it. It was the most okay, painful. Ryan. Okay, Ryan God. It was the most <laughs> painful love scene I have ever seen in a movie. Like bar none. Well, I was I was cringed. Okay. I was cringed. It's against rocks, man. Of course it's gonna hurt. Okay, Dex, what would you have recommended? If you could have if you if you could offer a couple of pieces of advice okay. for Dex Don Don Juan it's, Goff here, it's what, not, would you, what would you have recommended? It's not that like the moves he was doing was wrong. It was his facial expression and her facial like it looked like it was extremely forced and not natural at all and no one was enjoying themselves. It I mean, it was very awful. Okay, yeah. Could I offer a theory in that one of the key themes throughout this movie is that everyone who meets Dalton says, you know, I thought you'd be bigger. Maybe wow. that applies to, Maybe wow. something there. to all parts of, of, of Dalton. The, same. the love scene, I could have used to Declan's point, just one of them, though. I didn't need the rooftop one. I, I just did. I, 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 if they would have, I would have preferred action. Actions. I would have just done the rooftop one because that one looked normal than the other one. I, I would have preferred just the rooftop one. Okay. And, and Declan, what's your, what's I like your, how what's Declan's your breaking move, down Declan. the moves. But what's, what's your, what's your you, main move? You know, maybe, maybe for a different podcast, Score North After Dark, I can gladly get into my favorite moves. Um, but I, I'm wildly uncomfortable. But, I'm really uncomfortable right now. Um, top shelf, top shelf from the hockey guy. Yeah, right, that's yeah. A, yeah, at least top, it's not top shelf. Yeah, I was about to say something else, top, but that we'll, we won't go there. Um, well, top, top's not where it really happens, Deck. I would say other least favorite parts was I. I think the pace of the movie was way too long, dude. And and I'll I'll be honest, the plot. I'm sorry, the plot's extremely messy. You think Wanted is messy? So it, this movie starts with Dalton, who is the cooler. At, at this, I think he's in New York, right? It starts with him in, yep. in New York City. Yep. And he gets recruited to go to this Hobunk town. And it's like, okay, he's trying to now set this bar, you know, straight and, and get it in line. And then all of a sudden, like, we abandon most stuff that's going on in the bar. And we realize, like, oh, it's this town and this crazy guy who's corrupt and right. controlling everything in the town. Yep. And this guy, like, is blowing things up just because he can. And it's no longer him. Patrick Swayze being the cooler, it's him being like this mercenary. I, I think it went all over the GD no, place. No, no, he 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 blew things up because people were not paying into the Brad Wesley fund. That's Correct. why he did that. that okay, so the plot, the plot let's, let's actually makes the plot. sense. The plot. So I, I I agree. I think the the plot is great, but they there were some subtle things here and there that like if if you didn't catch a line here or something. So basically, Brad Wesley is the slick, rich guy who basically has entire control over the commerce in this small town. Mm -hmm. So he's taken a cut from the main shop in town. He runs the alcohol distillery that keeps the bar in business, and he has the police force on his payroll. And so at any given point, like you saw that one scene, uh, actually another one of my favorite scenes is when when Dalton gets the keys to the double deuce, not only (laughs) as the bouncer, but clearly as the manager of the double deuce, he's basically running the place and he fires three people right out of the gate. Well, he fires two of them. And then he fires the bartender later on that night because the bartender is skimming money out of the cash register. Brad's cousin, right? Yep. And so he finds out later that this bartender is now employed again because Brad Wesley is this guy's uncle or cousin or whatever the relationship is. And Brad Wesley has threatened, if you don't keep my relative employed at this bar, I will then cut off your alcohol supply. And so Brad Wesley has his hands and he just he owns the town. He's got entire control of all of the commerce because he's taken a cut from everyone. And uh, and he has the police on his payroll. And so that's how 
when 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 you wonder like, well, why did Dalton go from being a bouncer to like this renegade that's just out to save the town? It's because well, his bar basically got overtaken by Brad Wesley, and and they cut off the alcohol. And then you see that scene at the end where all the goons come in. And it's like the Boston Tea Party. They they just start like just destroying all the alcohol cases. That's so where that Sam shows up. Business. Yep. And it's like, all right, well, if, if if now now my job is in jeopardy if I don't do something, and I'm Dalton, and so he's going out to be to be the renegade. Does that make sense now? Yeah, it makes a little more sense. I I still think it, it's very bumpy. It's a very very bumpy plot. I don't. And I like I said, the the name of the movie. I don't get why it's called Roadhouse. It, it's it it. It's a little bit of a mess. It's I, a classic. I, I'll say that I definitely like enjoyed the one-liners, and there's some hilarious fight scenes. This isn't Rambo three bad. I'm just it. I was very confused watching a lot of this movie, and I think it could have been about 20 minutes shorter. You know what? Watch it again and again, and okay. then you'll get it. Okay, <laughs> that's probably what I should do. It's that. It's Your that big a classic. Watch it on loop. <laughs> that big a classic. Uh, my least favorite part, and I'll tell you, it, it actually. I don't have a lot of least favorite parts of this movie. I just saw this movie for the first time like two years ago, and this is, now the third, this is now the third time that I've seen it. Really? Yeah. And so I'm I'm pretty new to this movie, and so this is this is the third time, and I now I see the whole playing field clearly. But the one thing that does stand out, all right, the over obnoxious objectification of women in this movie is way over the top. Like, do we really need nine different fake boob? stripper types that's how bad like, a guy brad wesley is we need to see that he's a terrible human all, being they're all hanging out with these low-life scummy guys like that one scene <laughs> near the beginning of the movie dude that scene where that that's gal a, is sitting at the name. table yep and the guy the guy that's with her is like auctioning off you can you can kiss her boobs for twenty dollars <laughs> and the guy comes over i don't have twenty dollars like, it's an uncomfortably long scene oh. where he's like groping this woman and you know, and and then he admits he doesn't have twenty dollars, and then a big bar fight starts. Like the whole thing is just like the bar right, fight. A though, like that. The bar fights are great because the amount of punches that you could basically see miss. Like there's guys that you could tell can fight, and then there's guys who I think they they just went out on an arbitrary Tuesday and were like, "Can you be in our film?" And the punches will just completely miss, and guys go <laughs> flying across the bar, breaking tables. It is fantastic. Uh, how do you guys feel about Dalton's three simple rules in life in general? Number one, never underestimate your opponent. Yep. Number two, take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar. And number three, be nice. It's nothing personal. It's just a job. Be nice. But if somebody calls you a blank sucker, supposed to be nice. So here's my guess yeah. on that. I you think to be nice. I'm going to give credit to, it's probably not Swayze. It's probably the people that wrote this film. I'm going to give them a lot of credit. I think somebody actually went and found a real cooler who was really good because those three rules are pretty damn good. Like yeah. they m- make sense. And as you, you said, the uh, folks in NYC agreed to the point of uh, actually adapting them. But in fact, let's well, let's let's read that excerpt real quick, because uh, this was a few years ago after the death of Eric Garner. The New York, this is from Wikipedia, the New York City Police Department began using a scene from Roadhouse, that scene, the Be Nice scene, as part of a mandatory three-day retraining course for 22,000 officers expected to be nice under pressure. So my first thought there is... It didn't work, by right, the way. I, I, well, my, my first thought is like, all right, it's good, like, you're, you know, you're, you're retraining police officers yep. that 
hey, there's going to be trouble and it's your job to de-escalate and be nice to people and don't take things personally and just go about your job as a robot. Right. But then the other the other thing that I think is, wait a second, the most prominent police department in the country is watching a scene from Roadhouse to hey, retrain said, themselves? That's like, what I said. What? It's well written. <laughs> it's it's a great scene. He's exactly right. All right, everybody. We need to, we need police reform. Everyone's going to sit down and watch well, the, and Roadhouse. I also applaud this. <laughs> The inclusion of the Jeff Healy band as the house band at the Double Deuce is fantastic. If you the, Je- Je- the Jeff Healy band, by the way, that the song, the like the the end credit song yep. is a great song. It's a he's it's a great it, song. He was great. If you yeah. if you were to take his music out of that film, I think it's still good. It's not nearly as good as as what it became. The inclusion to have a house band was great, and Healy off the charts good. Yes. All right. What are some other some other things that stood out to you guys in this movie? Some of your other favorite themes and things from this movie. Dex, I would. I was a little confused just on like the bad guy, the 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 main bad guy, and like I know you explained that people weren't paying up, but it, he he just didn't really fit the bill. He was definitely meant at, like a, a malicious, horrible individual, and I'm excited to do our bad guy power rankings because I I do think he falls pretty high on the list, but it it just didn't really fit who the actor was. It didn't it didn't feel natural that this like old guy who was just super rich was just blowing things up and killing people for basically s and gigs. Like I I couldn't really wrap my head around that. I love how he flies in with his. From what I can yeah. tell, so he flies in with his helicopter at the beginning of the movie. From what I can tell, if you if you break down Brad Wesley's relationship with the town, so I don't know how he how he got his money to begin with, and maybe that was explained. But how he is continuing to fund his rich lifestyle in this random. Another thing too, like if you're going to be rich, if you're already rich, why would you move to a small town and just play bully? Like, why not just go live in a penthouse somewhere? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe he didn't have I think money. He built he it up there, up. and maybe that's what happened. Yeah, because he's taken ten percent from the main uh, shop in town, and then obviously, like, he's holding it over the guy's head. Like, if you don't pay up, then like you won't be able to call the cops because I've got the cops on my pay. Red shop my... blows up. Correct. Poor Red. Poor Red. Yeah. Swayze oh, Red runs. Got... Swayze runs Red got towards revenge. it. I love how he runs towards it in the whole place, like blows up tenfold. Well, let's do a deep dive into this, into the Brad Wesley uh, villain character here, because I think, I think, and we're going to get to our, our villain rankings here at the end. So let's save the rankings part of this. But I actually think I didn't know really who he was as an actor, but as a character, a great he's character, rich and he's rich and evil. Yep. I think he's murderous and evil as well. Oh yeah, and he's also like domestic violence evil too. Oh, terrible! He's <laughs> all kinds yes. of categories of evil. He checks a lot of e- like he's more evil for sure than uh, than what's his name from The Rock. Like the guy from The Rock, I don't think was doing terrible things to his wife at home. Like this dude, Brad Wesley, checked a lot of terrible villain boxes. Yes, yes, and and the thing that I loved about how the character is scripted is if he had done his own dirty work, I'd be like, ah, I don't think so, right? But he didn't. He he had his cronies, and in particular, bad guy Jimmy, who's great. Jimmy's a great bad, bad guy. Um, <laughs> so, so the thing that I liked about the Wesley character and what made sense is rich, really bad guy, right? But he doesn't do his own biting. He doesn't shoot people. He doesn't, he sends out his guys. 
starting with Tigger. Not really a great bad guy, but Jimmy is great. You had the you had these back to back scenes that just encapsulated how terrible of a human being Brad Wesley was. So so first he sends his cronies over to to retake over the bar, right? And and they get their asses kicked by Dalton. So they come back and he's admonishing these guys for not getting the job done. Yes. And he and he beats the hell out of one of his cronies and calls him a bleeder. You bleed too yeah. much. You're weak. You have no endurance for pain. Tigger, I believe and you. Then, <laughs> and then and then Dalton comes over to his house at one point. So they go inside and they walk into this massive house with multiple pool tables. The upbeat 80s dance music is blaring. <laughs> and 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 Brad Wesley's wife has bruises and marks all over her face and her body. And she turns away like in shame. And then they cut to Brad Wesley, who just yells into the other room to his wife, turn that garbage off or whatever it is. And, and he makes no fun soul. of the music. Yeah. Got it's no got soul. no soul, right? <laughs> and then and that kind of ties back into that scene where he's just carelessly weaving back and forth on that county road and almost runs head on, you know, head on collision with Dalton. And he's playing that uh, that Shubop song, like Shudum, Shudum. Yeah, great song by the way. Love that song. Fifties. He's this. He's like this old school nineteen fifties terrible domestic abuser, and like that that section of the movie just laid out how terrible Brad But is Jimmy was. not a great bad guy? Jimmy is fantastic. And and in <laughs> in fact when 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 Dalton fi- finally does in the duel tear out Jimmy's throat oh. with the Dalton move. And by the way, when when he's standing over Wesley at the the end and before he decides to not kill him and of course Brad's going to pick up his gun and shoot Dalton until the town comes around to defend Dalton. But he's got the claw move, and the claw move is clearly the rip your throat out move. But yeah. oh, but yeah. but then but then what I love about the fight with with uh, J- Jimmy at the end was when he conveniently sends him across the pond and just yells Wesley, and Jimmy's body <laughs> is floating perfectly towards Brad Wesley's house. And what a what a great theatrical Cinematic what a great theatrical experience for all of us. Yes, yes. Uh, since we're talking about since we're talking about the cronies here, I think this is a good time to mention that the original bouncer at Double Deuce, the one that got he was the first one to be fired yep. uh, by uh, by Dalton. So in in real life, well, in re, in real life, it, it, that's Terry Funk from oh. the Funk family of professional wrestlers. So Terry Funk is one of the greatest hardcore wrestlers of all time. He so he he had a little run in WWF there too in the late nineties as Chainsaw Charlie in the Attitude Era. It was him and Mankind, but but Dude. Terry Funk wrestled in the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, in the territory days, and then eventually wrestled in Japan and also for ECW. And his shtick became the king of hardcore and death matches where yeah. they would like legitimate. You can look up Terry. If, if you're not familiar, look up Terry funk, hardcore matches or Terry funk death matches. This guy would go to Japan and other countries. And then eventually sometimes in the United States and he would wrestle in matches where they would replace the ring ropes with barbed wire. They would put little, like little, like pallets with nails on them and thumbtacks and explosives <laughs> And these guys would just be bloody disasters after these matches. And 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 uh, Mick Foley or Mankind is one of the more I think most people probably if they saw Mick Foley they would know who he is or were familiar with him in the late nineties. So him and Terry Funk used to go all over the world and fight in these crazy matches in like the early to mid nineties. 
and that's how Mick Foley lost part of an ear, wrestling in one of these Japanese death matches. <laughs> and so the, I, I didn't really realize that Terry Funk also was an actor, apparently, but yeah, well, this is a perfect that's role loosely. for him. <laughs> you don't and, have the uh, temperament. And he was great, great in this. He, he was perfectly cast for this yeah. character, just a big, dumb, aggressive <laughs> oaf that winds up getting his in the end. <laughs> that's good. I so, did not realize that. Yeah. So, all right. What else? What else from this movie? Uh, the the monster truck on yeah. wheels <laughs> is one of my favorite throwbacks to to the late eighties and nineties. And I don't know if you you see the, those now much, but they were a big deal at the time. And man, it's fun to watch a car that's that far off the ground. That is the ultimate in the white trash era to me. And that was a legitimate like competition monster truck. That yes. was uh, I forget it wasn't Gravedigger, but it was one of the it was one of the other ones. Like sure. it was one of the mo- the more popular monster trucks of that era, and, uh, and and made a cameo in the movie. I would also say that the um, the the amount of women who are into Dalton is is pretty impressive. Like you had yeah. the doctor, you had pretty much like every blonde gal at the bar was walking up and taking their shot at Dalton. Real blonde, fake blonde, like. Mostly ignored all of them. Would you guys have been able, if you were Dalton, would you have been able to have the willpower that Dalton had just casting aside these gorgeous blonde women on a nightly basis? Well, I mean, I already made my point of how horrible Swayze was in that love scene. So, I mean, if I'm, if I'm going to give the pointers, <laughs> then yes, I, I would have the weaknesses. I don't think I'd, I'd be that strong. Of all the things to pick on poor dead Patrick Swayze for, his, his, um, his poor moves on the go, dock. Go back and rewatch that scene and tell me it's not painful. Well, he's throwing her up against like the the brick in in the fireplace. I'm sure it was painful. <laughs> it could it could have looked more natural. <laughs> is all I'm saying. It could have looked more enjoyable. <laughs> We've all been there. Are you kidding me? Like that that looked awful. It looked awful. I think De- I think Declan has found his calling. Declan has found his calling as you know how you have these like cinematic fight coordinators like Bruce Lee became. <laughs> is a Declan going to be the love De- coordinator? A, lo- a love scene coordinator. Declan, you found your calling. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Also, we also found when when Dalton when Dalton uh, rents this loft at Emmett's farmhouse when he's looking for a yeah. place to stay yep. as he's moving into the town. Yep. So no phone, no TV, no air conditioning. It's basically like Rocky Four. He's just going to like you know some wooded cabin with no technology. We find out two things about Dalton during this scene. One, he does shirtless Tai Chi by the pond. Yep. When he's just out doing like meditative Tai Chi, and he sleeps naked. We found out too. Found that to be yeah. So so that that one waitress just sort of arbitrarily shows up. Yeah, and he gets out of bed and he's got no shorts on, and she just sort of ogles his butt, and that's sort of it. How did she know where? That's what he asked. Lived? He asked that question. Yeah. How'd you find me? What did she say? Did she say? <laughs> She's I a little creepy. Don't think she did. Yeah, but anyway, like out. that was her one scene. Like she sang once, cheered at a fight outside. Of the double deuce at once, and saw Dalton's butt once, and that was sort of her whole thing. <laughs> it was very interesting. Uh, yeah, but and we found out she has an amazing singing voice too. She went yes. up and, and she sang a couple. Of yeah, that's what I'm band. saying. And she cheered at, at a fight outside. I I do think that among supporting characters that we have seen throughout our our review of these action films, I do think that Brad Garrett might be my favorite though. Well, okay, so this is this is actually I'm glad you brought this up. This I love is what a coincidence. Character. A new category for action movie rewind. Who was your favorite character in this movie? Oh, okay. nice. Yeah. yeah, you know what? That's very fitting. 
That's very fair. Is that your favorite character? <laughs> yeah, probably. It's a great character. He's a salty, old. I I actually um, looked this up yesterday. I think in real life he was like 44 at the time or something. He's not that old at the time. Hmm. But he looked like he was like going he on looks 60. Um, his hair is incredible. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. And what, he keeps, what flow. And he keeps telling you that by putting it back in a ponytail. Yeah, I think I think that character has to be my favorite in this film. It's tough. Yeah, mine, my, mine was Terry. Tell me what I need. You want to go, go, get out of here and leave me alone? Yeah, you're right. I ought to stop telling you what to do. Maybe I ought to kick your ass. <laughs> Who's your and then, and then uh, probably Terry Funk, just like the the just because I know his backstory and he's just this weird big ogre. But on <laughs> Sam Elliott, his death was I I, I didn't ex- I, usually you can kind of see these things coming. I don't know if I expected him to just be like dead on the bar with a knife and a note stuck in his torso. Yeah. That that kind of threw me a little bit. The it first was time tales, I saw this you movie. guys. It was tales. It was tales. It was tales. It was going to be yeah. Doc or uh, Garrett. One more note from Wikipedia. Actually, Declan, your favorite character in this movie. Yeah, I mean, before I, we wrap that, Wade was right. Wade was by far the the best character, and thank God he came in because I I really needed him at that point because I I thought the movie was dragging along and I needed I needed wow. Sam Elliott to point paint it back up. But your comparison of of pseudo prequel to Star Is Born with those two, I I can now see it. I can a hundred percent see now that. I gotta see now this. you gotta see Stars. Actually, I'm not a big fan of Star Is Born, but but it, I can see how that dynamic completely works. Yeah, he's the same character, literally yeah. the same character. Way fact, someone to probably told him, "Listen, we're Sorry. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cast you. We need you to play the same guy you played in Roadhouse." Okay, just uh, just just <laughs> now be grizzled. I, I have to see this for sure now. Yeah, I was never going to watch that film. I was never going to watch it. Never. Uh, also, from Wikipedia, on September 9th, two thousand fifteen, it was announced that Ronda Rousey would star in a remake of Roadhouse. We talked on October twelfth. Uh, let's see, on October twelfth, two thousand fifteen. It was announced that uh, Nick Cassavetes would direct the film and write it. However, plans for the movie fell through, and the movie was quietly canceled in 2016. That's a good probably thing. good. Ronda was- is horrible on the microphone in WWE, so I, I think that would go probably pretty horribly if that was a movie. Yeah, there I also is a a uh, sequel to this film. I found it on Wikipedia as well. That I know you're going to be shocked by this, but I believe it went straight to video. Yeah, that's probably about it. It right. was, um, and but but the only thing that it, the only ground it broke off the original, Dalton's name was James, James Dalton. That okay. was Patrick Swayze's character, who who I guess in the sequel or in part two they said had been shot and killed. Doesn't even seem possible, does it? I can't believe you haven't seen the sequel. Yeah. You know what? <sighs> Sequels, man, they're so disappointing. It's like Slapshot 2. Never saw it, <laughs> won't ever see it. I, I don't I don't want my memory tainted by the greatness uh-huh. that was the original. It's fair enough. All right, definitive bad guy rankings. Here's what we have so far through 10 or it looks like 11 episodes of Action Movie Rewind. Cyrus the Virus from Con Air is our number one bad guy so far. Ivan Drago from Rocky Four. Dennis Hopper from Speed. Angry terrorist Ivan from Air Force One, a corrupt senator from Hard to Kill, Chong Lee from Bloodsport, 
Bennett from Commando, Bodie from Point Break, General Hummel from The Rock, Sloan from Wanted, and the Russian military, the incompetent Russian military from Rambo 3. I'll start us off here and just say, I think the combination of of Brad Wesley being he's a he's a killer, he is a he's an embezzler, he is a wife beater, like he is every kind of terrible with no moral compass or conscience. I think I put him second behind Cyrus the Virus and ahead of Ivan Ivan Drago's more iconic. Yeah. That's the only thing. Like, but he's a he's top three for me in these bad guy rankings. Dex, you want to go next? Yeah, I would put him. I put him probably third. I probably I, I would. I, I know I haven't seen the other two, so I, I don't know if I can rank him. But at least in terms of the bad guys I've seen, I, I think he's got to be close to number one from the limited action movies that I've been able to be a part of here. He's pretty good. He's pretty horrible Judd, individual. I, so Dex has got him third. I, I'm I'm actually I'm probably going to put him slightly behind Ivan Drago just because Drago <laughs> is more iconic over time than Brad Wesley. But what do you think? <sighs> Boys, I'm gonna. I'm probably going to surprise you, maybe a little bit here. I'm gonna put them first, and here's why. Wow. Here's wow. why. Here's why. There is one. He's got a crew. I love the crew. Like if he had killed people, I'd be like, he can't kill people. He's sort of a doughy, you know, old guy, right? But he's a terrible guy. He plays it perfectly. The this guy's ability as a character actor is off the charts. Um. Cyrus the Virus, I love, and Malkovich is is just great. But I got to admit, I sort of liked him. Wesley, I hated, but I love the <laughs> fact that I hated him. Dra- Drago was doing the job, man. Dra- Dra- you know, I mean, they told him, they pumped him full of roids. They told him to kill. He killed. I'm going to put Brad Wesley first because I think everything about how that was written and how he executed being a bad guy in Phil, you're right. Not just a bad guy to to the town, not just a bad guy to Swayze, but a terrible human being with a crude, even to his own family, spying on people, ha- having sex. Brad Wesley's first in mind. That's true. Yeah, he's. Uh, I forgot that he was a peeping Tom as well. He knows everything going on. He was wa- like, and she's his niece, right? So he was like watching his niece. No, uh, no, no, no. The Red's niece. Red's niece. Wesley had a thing with her, and then she had left town, I think, and come back. And he was going to kill her, yeah. but it just okay. It, does it came up if, tails if, instead. If you are Dalton and you find out that the doctor had a thing with Brad Wesley, would that make you think twice about continuing a relationship with her? Uh for me, no. It I, I, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. You're good on I, that. I, I, I I'm honestly <laughs> be good on it. Yeah, again, my doctor love here. Like I, I I'm not gonna not be with someone because of their completely because of their past. So I know I'd give her a second chance. Dalton is an incredibly complex person, okay? And so trying to judge him in my shoes is very difficult because he is a man of so few words that I don't know where his heart really lies. So I'm not surprised See, this by is it. A, as someone who comes from, from like, family from small towns, like, a lot of us from small towns think that we're complicated, complex people and have all these problems. Just like, dumb and it's, quiet? It's just, yeah, You're just dumb and quiet? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so, uh, I, let's, let's split the difference and put him second. Okay. I, Declan and I have him third. You've got him first. And Cyrus the Virus also, I would say, is just a more iconic name. It's a great villain name, Cyrus the Virus. I liked him. Uh, and that brings us to our 1 through 10 Steven Seagal scale. How many Seagulls would you give this movie on a 1 through 10 scale? To this point, 
our rankings of these action movies are Commando number one, Hard to Kill number two, Rocky four number three, and Point Break number four with speed occupying the number five spot. Phil, go ahead and start. It's a 10. Oh, wow. It's a 10. Straight up a 10. This movie from front to back has action. Mm -hmm. It has superstar actors. It has a terrible villain that you're hoping gets his comeuppance at the end. I love the storyline, and I think it holds up over time in terms of being equal parts corny and equal parts iconic and just a good movie. It's a good, like, it's a good, easy watch movie to me. You can jump in at any time, and you can and you can ride the wave. So Roadhouse is a ten for me. I would give this probably a five, five and a half. Oh, I, I, the one liners save it. I don't. I don't like the plot. I think it's way too long. I would give it a five and a half. It, it, it it's it's an average movie for me. Maybe a judge right. I have to continue to watch it and I'll appreciate it's on it a little all the more. time. I'll, have to, I'll I'll maybe have to rewatch it again. But I give it a five. Wow. All right, judge. It's it's a twelve. I mean, yes. It's it, it's a freaking twelve. <laughs> Let's be. The end of the film, man. Even's got the yuck when Tigger's great line. In fact, play that again, Dex. Play the Tigger line again. All right. Who's going to tell me what the hell happened here? I didn't see nothing. You see anything, Kate? No, I didn't see anything. You see anything, Red? I didn't see nothing. Not a thing. You see anything, Tigger? A polar bear fell on me. <laughs> I mean, his whole crew's dead, and Tigger's cutting off the one-liners. It's fantastic. It's a twelve. Yeah, it's a uh, well. Well, that that gives it. If, if we're going five and a half for Dex and a ten, and it, officially it's a ten for yep. Judd as well yes. on a one to ten scale, that puts Roadhouse in a tie with Hard to Kill for our second favorite action movie to this point, behind Commando. So, there it is, gentlemen. That's a wrap on uh, on this episode of Action Movie Rewind, I have the next pick. Yes, you do. All right. Are you guys ready for it? Yes, sir. Got my pen out. All right. I know that we have a mostly strict, not strict, but it's a it's red tape if you go beyond two hours running time for a movie. And this one's going to blow past two hours running time, and so you guys Ooh. will need to approve it. But it is that time of year. Oh, I know where he's going. Inde- Independence Day is our next action movie, boys. Okay. Two-hour and 20-minute classic. Starring Will Smith, Bill Pullman, and Jeff Goldblum. An iconic 90s action movie. And uh, this is the right time of year to do Independence Day. So I'm hoping we can waive our, our two-hour limit here. Get into a two-hour and 20-minute action movie blockbuster. I'm, I'm in. I love this movie, so I'm actually in. Okay. Cool. Can we, uh, are, are there, there parts where it does slow down or does it go pretty quickly? Mm. Is the extra twenty minutes gonna gonna ruin your week? Yeah. Can fast forward. You can. It's up to you. You make the call. Believe me, with wanted, <laughs> I have to fast forward a couple times. <laughs> All right. So uh, Independence Day, All iconic, right. will be our movie for next week. We always Day. encourage you guys, listeners, to watch along so you so you can follow along every Friday as we do these. And we uh, we we're gonna start Saved by the Bell Rewind next week too. We're we're adding another book. I already to watched four from season two. Rewind bookshelf. Love it. Love it. Yeah, if you want to get a start, we're going to we're going to do the first few episodes of the first Bayside season. Love the season acid two. wash jeans from those days, man. Swayze, great jeans too. Yeah. But uh let's let's wrap with Royce here. Woo!